0: listening to nbc sports radio NBC sports radio weekends this is the two robbie's football show your number, number one, one source for premier league football on nbc sports radio now your hosts robbie musto and robbie earl and robbie earl.
1: Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies Football Show here on NBC Sports Radio with me, Robbie Musto, and him, Robbie Earl And we're back at it again today, my friend, after the FA Cup third round fixtures last weekend. And there's plenty to get our teeth into from today's games, affecting both the top and bottom of the Premier League table. Later, we'll look ahead to, to two games tomorrow, including the fascinating game at Anfield as Liverpool host unbeaten Manchester City. But let's start at Wembley Stadium as Spurs comfortably beat Everton today 4-0. And guess who started? again for tottenham dyer on the ground towards kane tottenham's record premier league goal scorer is harry kane 98 premier league goals the wembley arch above us is flashing in honor
2: of harry kane Oh, Prince, we are not worthy. 20 <laughs> Premier League goals and we're just in mid-January. It's ridiculous the amount of goals that this guy's going. But I have to say, it wasn't just about Harry Kane. Dele Alli, Christian Eriksen, Hung Sun as a front four were so exciting. Back to some of the best interplay, combination play we've seen from Spurs it was a, it was domination in the second half against I have to say a poor Everton team and I know we're going to talk about Harry Kane in a little bit more depth and where he may or may mm. not be playing his football next season but I thought this was more about a team performance and Hungman's son in particular Rob eight Premier League goals now for him he's taken up the mantle of Delhi Alley, making mm. sure goals come apart from Harry Kane
1: I think Spurs uh, earlier in the season, we know the Wembley factor. We know they've dropped a lot of points against teams that you'd expect them to beat at home. Um, I just think Spurs now are finding the rhythm again, mate. I, th- mm. I think some of the football today, and, and we'll talk about Everton and what they, they didn't really do particularly well today. Some of the football was really yeah. good. And when you look at it and the movement from Christian Eriksen, Dele Alli and Hulmin Son. Mm they are by no means players that stay wide. They, they absolutely roll in to try and get the ball in, in really difficult areas to mark. And their movement from the first goal to the last goal really was smacked of a team that's bang on form. Mm. There's no other kind of competition right now. I, I guess I'm talking about the Champions League. Mm. The Champions League is out of the equation. Yeah. Right? There are other competitions at the moment, but the, the fact that the Champions League is out of the picture until February, mm. I think it's helping them. And, and they've had a little bit of rest now yeah. coming into this game. Um, really starting to get back to their best yeah
2: I th- I'll pick on the one, one point you made there the rest I saw um, Pochettino's press conference before the game and he said we've had a good week's work on the training yeah. ground and it, it, it kind of showed and show. there's one or two players who were rested in FA Cup so they're a little bit fresher and Spurs when they've got their energy Rob are a test for anybody in this league and I'm talking from Man City down to the rest when they're really at the game and they've got that energy in that legs they can be a real force and just got a little bit of momentum now hanging on to that, that um, fourth spot that they're fifth in the table just same points as liverpool and liverpool obviously as we know got a tough game against man city I, I,
1: it's just it, i i think it's it will be such a shame if this spurs team and squad don't continue mm. we want to mm. see where yeah. they can get yeah. to because yeah. they're young players mm. we know that Pochettino's done a great job of developing some of the young ones and getting rid of some of the players that, that, that didn't really work out at the football club um and potential and isn't it it's potential's there yeah, yeah. and of course we always talk about it we always worry about some of those younger players that could be in demand of other clubs around europe well, let certainly to it. pay Come them on. more money
2: there's a drum roll let's get okay. to it. so
1: I, I was a little surprised today my friend yeah. because Rebecca chucked in a a, kind of a last few Mm. seconds of a segment question to you, and we were kind of talking a little bit about it off air. And of course, it was Rebecca's always on about it. To be fair to us, (laughs) isn't she? Can they keep? Can can they keep Harry Kane? Why does he? Mm. Why would he want to stay here when other big, the biggest clubs in the world are going to want him with this phenomenal, consistent goal scoring? And and you, and and she asked you at the end of the segment, will Harry Kane? leave Spurs this summer, potentially after a good World Cup? Yeah. And you said yes.
2: I said yes. Now, let's separate fact and fiction. The fact is, I don't want Harry Kane to leave the football club. I want him to be part of the Premier League and I want to see what this potential is at Tottenham. But let me tell you the reason why I said I think he will leave. If you're Real Madrid or one of the big Six or seven teams, huge teams out there. And that's no disrespect to Tottenham, who are growing into a very, very good team. But if you're one of those teams, you've got a 24-year-old player who guarantees you 20 goals. His, it's four seasons now. He's got 20-plus goals. In, in England? In, in, in English it football. It doesn't guarantee you that in no, a, in a but, different but country? But okay. in Europe, I'm talking about the hottest striker mm. in, in, in football, in fact. What are you waiting for? He's 24 years of age, you've got the goals, you see the all-round game, you go and do the business. The second point, why I think it might not, this might not all be um, Deli Alley's doing. That's his agents, I think, for the next six months, I think the big clubs, including Real Madrid, are getting into his agents and starting to talk. Let me tell you one more big scenario. Do you know what that is? It's a $220 million <laughs> check on Daniel Levy's desk saying, Harry Kane, we want you. I'm not sure, and history has proven, that Daniel Levy will turn that money down and say, this player is going nowhere. He's part of what we're building. So, my my answer to the question is, I'm not convinced with all those things that Harry Kane will be playing for Spurs next season. Whether he wants to be or not, it, that decision may almost be taken out of his hands.
1: See, I'm convinced he will be staying. Okay, good. Um, and the, the reasons why? Well, the reasons being that we know that he loves the football club. Okay. And and that's pretty rare by the way for a, for a top player yeah. to 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 continually say i love it here i'm mm-hmm. happy here mm-hmm. now i know the quotes this week of him saying you know we're on a path yeah and also we're on a path uh, and trophies we all yeah. want to win trophies and as long as this club is going to be competing and winning trophies then i'm going to be happy so that's a little bit of a of a a warning to say yeah. i'm Come happy on. here but the team's got to produce I think So I think he's happy to stay. I think he will be excited to take Spurs into this amazing um, new stadium, mm-hmm. which is reportedly costing £1 billion uh, to put together. I think in terms of Daniel Levy, he's been quoted this last week, as early as to say there will be no players leaving this football club that the manager, the coach, wants to stay here. And that, of course, will be Harry Kane. So I don't think when that big offer comes in, I think he'll say no. Not now. It's not the right time. Harry Kane wants to stay. We're turning down your £200 million offer, which that's going to be the type of number, because Kane wants to stay. We want him to stay. He's 24 years of age. We're onto something special with this Spurs squad. If Harry Kane leaves, then this whole team will. F- not all of them will follow, but the whole thing will fall down. It'd be such a shame. And Daniel Levy won't let it happen this summer. Our
2: friendship's in jeopardy. You're mm-hmm. putting Daniel well, let's Levy throw it, let's before throw it out Robbie there. Earth. Throw it out there. Yeah, let, let's throw it out there. You put a tweet out there and said, Will Harry Kane leave for Real Madrid this summer? Robbie all thought he will. Robbie Mosso thought he didn't. We had so many tweets came in. I'm going to read out three that sort of back up my, my thought. Matt, the dude abides, said everyone has a price. Real Madrid will offer the kind of money that Tottenham never will. Real Madrid will give Kane the money and the shot at Champions League. I think he he leaves. Matthew Boreham said it will take £300 to get him. Only Messi could cost more at the moment. And true United, with a little bit tongue in cheek, said United bound. I think that's a little bit more hope than reality.
1: Yeah, on the other side of things, Giel put a nice tweet together and said, I'd be surprised, to be honest. It's got to the point where £200 million isn't worth selling for as that a quality of replacement would demand wages above Tottenham's current structure? I also think he wants to be a Premier League legend and isn't a test-myself-in-Spain sort of character. So that's a pretty interesting mm. tweet. Phoenix Prince says, uh, Madrid will sign Hazard this, this summer, Kane not yet. And Robert tweets to say, I don't think that's the, the right fit for him. Not while Cristiano is still there. PSG, Juve, maybe even buying for three to five years. Then Real Madrid. I don't think Real Madrid right now.
2: Yeah, well, the Kane to Real Madrid or the Kane to everywhere debate is going to continue. There were two teams playing at Wembley today. One was very good. One was not very good. And manager Sam Allardyce had some harsh words to say about his team.
1: Then when the second goal went in and if it was offside then obviously that was a killer but it doesn't allow us to throw the towel in for me and too many of our players just decided not to defend anymore when Tottenham had the ball and when you do that with the quality of these players they will cut straight through you so I'm hugely disappointed in the professionalism of my players today, I think that's really out of order that you relinquish that responsibility just because you've gone 2-0 down, play your way back into the game the right way like you tried to in the first half and be professional about it and I And uh, it shocked me, to be perfectly honest. We haven't seen it since I got here. I've seen it now, and it was probably what was apparent before I got here. And I've got to cut it out and cut it out starting tomorrow, really. Wow. Mm. That's strong words. And I'd have to say, I think, as he says about the team kind of collapsing at 2-0, I think he's probably right. Now, for me, he doesn't stay out of the criticism here. And he's got a point. And I think that was obvious, that, that the team... Just kind of chucked it in a little bit. Yeah. Some of his star players, but he did go to Spurs at Wembley Stadium with Sigurdsson, Rooney, Balassi, Tosin in mm. the side. Now that's a pretty attack-minded lineup. I don't think you're going to get consistent defensive protection or help from Sigurdsson and Yannick Balassi. And I watched Balassi quite closely, Rob, and he's not really in, in, interested in the game until his team gets it. And you. And in any, any top-level side in the Premier League, you have to play both sides of the ball. Um, and Sam Allardyce is obviously worried about that. But, you know, I well, just worry... The
2: game, Rob, you, you thought the balance didn't look bad. You thought those three players underneath... Well, it was attacking. If, if got, yeah.
1: And is Sam Allardyce, Rob, going to get going get too worried about... He feels he has to entertain. Well, there's a,
2: there's I think it is the million-dollar question. Sam Allardyce, I think, is, it, it loves this football club. He's found a club it's a that brilliant suits him. And it's a great opportunity. I think he's starting to listen or understand that he's got to play a better brand of football if he's going to be a long-term manager at Everton. He, this could be a six-month appointment and he gets paid the other year up and, and he, go, yeah. he leaves the football club. Is he now thinking about, I've got to do things that maybe go away from, from what I, I, I know and my norm, to give me a chance of keeping the job. That's a worry for Simon Everton fans, because today, Rob, didn't turn up. There were no any. They look like a team that feel they're safe now, and so we think we can play football. By the way, when they do that, they look very, very poor.
1: It's going to be fascinating, because he... He's potentially going to bring in Theo Walcott. I think yeah. that's a deal that's going to happen. So, again, it's all, pointing, it's all pointing mm. to, to a, a new-look Everton attack. He said that the biggest, the, one of the biggest problems at Everton is they don't look like scoring yeah. a goal. He's got a striker in. He's trying to bring Theo Walcott in. This could give goals from wide areas. It feels like he needs to go back to Sam's way of being defensive first to start grinding out some results. But the signings mm. that he's make, making... And the, the, the words that he said about them struggling, he, he's going to Feels be in a difficult like he's situation. More, more he's attacking. going to have to keep going with the but, attacking philosophy. But
2: he's got to get more out of Sigerson when Rooney's got to do a job. And, and Yannick Blas has got to realise, Rob, this two sides ball. If they don't, things aren't going to happen for Sam and Everton are going to plunge back down there. So in the big game at Wembley, Spurs... Blew away, sorry, Sam's Everton and remain part of the Champions League conversation. Next, we'll turn our attention to Stamford Bridge where Chelsea goals seem to have all dried up. And we'll touch the bottom of the table where there are some important games in the fight to avoid the drop. You're listening to the 2 Robbie's Football Show on NBC Sports Radio. We'll be back in the moment.
0: NBC Sports Radio keeps on talking right now.
1: Welcome back to the Two Robbies football show here on NBC Sports Radio. Now, let's go to the other game in Chelsea where they failed to beat Leicester City. Another game that finished 0-0. That's three on the spin now. And Antonio Conte said this about the tiredness of his players after the match. First of all, I think uh, that we, we paid a lot uh, to play on Wednesday night against Arsenal and then to play uh, after today's uh, two uh, I guess uh, a really good team. Uh, I think uh, we, we paid, we paid this because uh, I saw a lot of uh, our players uh, tired, and uh, especially in the first half, uh, I think that uh, Leicester uh, they they run better and more than uh, than us. Interesting. Um, Antonio Conte talking about his, his squad being tired. I threw it out there again on Twitter, Robbie Earl, to mm. see what the reaction was from Chelsea fans. And I, I basically said as well in there that, you know, is he too, been too concerned with Jose Mourinho's war of words than, than focusing on on doing the right thing for his team? And this is a few responses we got on uh, on social media. Uh, Cliff uh, Ruthstorm tweets to say, it's a massive difference compared to last year. Morata's struggles and lack of depth behind him are a huge concern. More games and more minutes have taken a toll on him. The squad misses G- Diego Costa up top, his attitude and how he could carry uh, the team. Uh, Daniemi tweets to say, I believe he has become distracted by the Mourinho battles. And another one from Ash K says, what's it got to do with Jose? Mm -hmm. The fact is, we messed up and didn't strengthen the squad. Mm -hmm. Don't have a second striker, don't have enough goals from midfield. Largely dependent on Hazard. If he turns up, then so do we.
2: Yeah, some great tweets there. And and I think lack of depth seems to be something that that keeps coming up about this team, Rob, that... Maybe you look at Pep Guardiola and the way that he can rotate uh, teams like Manchester City with with maybe better quality. Is that something Chelsea didn't address? Is the quality of players when you've got players like who I don't think he really trusts to give Morata the kind of break that he may need uh, his first season in, in English football. Um, but someone, someone suggests, listen, you know, that's, these are the games, well, let me, you, let me, you've got a squad, you, you've got to get on with listen, it. Listen, let
1: me suggest, let me just talk about the squad thing. Now, I've, I can't argue that striking situations are a bit of a concern. Morata yeah, yeah. is just struggling a little bit at yeah, the moment. I mean, Shuai doesn't seem and, to have yeah. the trust of no. the manager. But other than that... So, let's just go through the players that have joined the club. Maratta, Bakayoko, Drinkwater, Rudiger, Sabacosta, mm. Caballero, Ross Barkley's come in now. So, you know, when you look at that midfield, they've got players to come in there. We've got, I mean, the bench, Christensen, David Luiz, Williams, Sabacosta, uh, Pedro, Batshuayi. It doesn't smack to me that it's a squad that's awful. Now, I can, on the other side, I can say, well, you know what? Which of those players Which has side? made the 11 better? Mm. That's another concern. Of all these signings that have come in, who's made the first 11 better? Has yeah. Bakayoko made the first 11 better no, than last year? Has no. Alvaro Morata made the, 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 the team better? Mm, not no, necessarily. I'm Not, I'm, not, not yeah, compared mm. to Diego Costa. So that's a concern. But in terms of what he could have done today, by the way, yeah. by the way Robbie Hill, William and Pedro, why didn't you rotate them in today? But they'd, they'd be they desperate, desperate started, for a game. Yeah, but they could have started and been tired. I mean... Well, they'd be, they haven't played so much. So he says his, his squad is, is tired. He's still playing this, pretty much the same team. I look at the, the, the last game in the League Cup semi-final. It's pretty... Well, Drinkwater came in. Kantezes, mm. Cesc, Azab, yeah. Morata, Alonso, Moses, Asperi, Rudiger. Rotate a little bit more and maybe they won't well, be so tired.
2: Well, the argument... Pep Guardiola has rotated not that often and his team seemed to be doing okay at the top of the table. So it, there's always different ways you can look at it. But something just isn't quite connecting it at Chelsea, Rob. And I don't know whether he... You know, whether it's the distraction of Jose Mourinho, whether it's, you know, he's he's, going to stay at the football club, there's all this talk again. You know, he comes out a little bit provocatively in his press conference and says he doesn't know if he'll be there or not next season, which I thought was just poking the media because he knows the media are desperate to
1: to find something to write about. It's a little bit... Disappointing for the football club. Yeah. I thought it was a little yeah. bit of a damaging to the club. Correct. You know, like you know, yeah. we know it what it's like at this club. Yeah. We yeah. know yeah. what it's, the history of this club. Manager, you know, don't seem I to stay really, for very long. I so didn't really like that it from a man who smacks. It gets. smacks of a short-term project. They did remarkably well last season, but it feels like both he and the club feel this probably isn't going to continue. No. Sad,
2: which, which is very sad. Shame. But he's, you... he's
1: a brilliant coach, in my opinion. He's a brilliant coach. Antonio am By Compton.
2: the way, if I'm Arsenal, I'd be thinking of dropping him straight in it. If Arson Wenger moved on, let's talk about the other team as well, because there was two. Teams we played today, and I have to say, Rob, I was really wow. impressed with Leicester City. In the first twelve minutes alone, we did highlights today. Leicester City had four decent opportunities to score goals. Wolf, Wilfred Ndidi had a good chance with his header. Um, J- Jamie Vardy had a couple. Okazaki had another. I mean, mm. good opportunities. And Riyad Mahrez, by the way, bro, oh. was probably the best player on the park. Out Sean
1: Eddie Nazord which doesn't often happen. I know it's January, and I know that he wants to get away and play for a for a a so-called bigger club. He was different class today, oh, Rob. He was in the mood. One he, he? He's, he he's proper in the he's mood. He's got incredible vision, skill, ability to beat players. He should be going. It, Somebody else should be buying him.
2: Does he do this in transfer windows? Is it well, is it a transfer window know, guy? But, but, but
1: he was player of the season for Leicester City won, yeah, the, won the championship. So I'm just so asking you a know what he can do over a long period of time. Mm. Last year's hurt inconsistency him, really hurt him. But isn't there a Spurs, or there's been a little bit of talk of uh, Liverpool, but he can help. In, in a position that's really hard to find a player that can beat players one on one, creative, score goals. I, I'm a big fan of Riyad Mahrez and I'm, and I'm shocked uh, and will be shocked if he doesn't get more attention this uh, January window.
2: Yeah, I just worry, Rob, that people have said, you know, on good days he's good, but Chelsea, you've got those kind of players. That he, I thought he was outstanding other, today. other big
1: clubs yeah, take him.
2: You know, but Pochettino likes a certain thing and he wants to know what he's going to get. You know, Heungmann's son is a perfect Pochettino player, works hard scores goals makes goals gives to the team maybe riyad morris might not be that guy but i totally agree with you in terms of mm. ability and what he showed today I, I thought he was excellent and by the way leicester city are starting to play a bit of football as well they had good possession more, of the ball possession, as well, didn't more they?
1: possession today brilliant stuff from leicester today
2: yeah it really was. certainly improvement under claude puel so a few few problems for antonio conte apart from just jose Mourinho. but time now to concentrate on the root of the table and that's where Palace and West Ham are pretty hot, and we'll discuss who's not after the break, and who's likely to make the job. I'm Earl. He's Musto, together with the two Robbies on NBC Sports Radio.
0: Nice, you survived the break. You're listening to the Two Robbies Football Show, your number one source for Premier League football on NBC Sports Radio.
2: Welcome to the Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio. Right, we're going to look at the bottom of the table and rattle through the results down there. And I'm going to start with the most impressive result of the day a 4 1 win by West Ham away at Huddersfield. West Ham now up to 11th place, four wins, three draws, one losses in the last eight games. And David Moyes is getting a tune out of Marco and out of it. One goal and two assists. Let me finish. Lanzini (laughs) getting goals on out of it, scoring goals. So David Mill, Sir David Moyes, take a bow. Mr Hill was wrong.
1: He's surprised, isn't he? He's done, yeah. he's done
2: a lot better than I think we all thought to be fair. And they look a team again, Robert. You watch them today, they understand the responsibility. No
1: passengers well getting the yeah. job done. I'm going to talk about Roy Hodgson. Crystal Palace beat Burnley, who are just having a little bit of a dip at the moment. They beat them 1-0. Bakary Sacco has proven to be a very important player. Many goals in the last few seasons. And they're up to 12th place now in the Premier League but only five points from from the relegation zone, but quite a remarkable job so far that Roy Hodgson has done. Um, to get that team after her a horrific start with, with no points, no goals through many, many games at the bottom of, the, of the, the league table. So I think full marks to him. When you look at that front line now with Wilfred Zaha, Benteke looked livelier today. And now Bakri Sako. you're now starting to have a little bit more of a consistent attacking threat. And the goals against has been a lot better as well. So Palace is being a very, very big story. Roy Hodgson might just win runner- runner-up and manager of the season to Pep at the end of the season.
2: Yep. I'm okay with that one. And we're going to Newcastle-Swansea, where Newcastle were 1-0 up. A sailor ended up getting a goal, and you're thinking, oh, it's all three points to Newcastle. And then Jordan Ayou gets uh, two attempts, one with a shot, one with a header, comes back to him, heads it into the back of the net. So a point for both teams, Newcastle and Swansea, that does neither any any good. But um, it's a Newcastle team. They've got to start doing better at home. And, And you look at the table now, down the bottom of the table, Robin, what, five points between sort of Third
1: bottom and sort of mid-table Watford, it's really tight down there I mean, at the Swansea, I mean, if they could have held on today for three points, then it brings everybody else back in. Um, that was a big blow today. And to be fair, under Carlos uh, Cavalli, they have looked mm. more likely and a little bit more freshness in the way that they play. But that was a blow. Big game that was Newcastle yeah. versus Swansea City. Okay, next up for me. West Bromwich Albion, finally a win, a victory for Alan Pardew. And a lot of people starting to doubt whether he was the right man to take over. Two goals from defenders, the same kind of... Old source, corner kick routine. Old source, Johnny Evans, a a lovely header. And Craig Dawson again, Uh, 2-0 victory against Brighton. That You know, (laughs) talking of teams that that have done very well up to this point, Brighton now, Mm. 23 points just three points above the relegation You're zone. you a long worry, way to go. You're starting to worry I'm a little bit worrying. for the three promoted teams. Well, we, Huddersfield, Newcastle, Brighton, have all kind of stayed together in the league mm. table. They've just, they've just jumped down a little bit. West Ham and Palace have jumped above, and now you start to worry a little bit, particularly running on uh, 23 points. So lots of work for Christian's men.
2: One big, dramatic ge- game at the bottom of the table. Watford 2, Southampton 2. Southampton with 2-0 up. Uh, James Ward-Prowse with a brace. and you, We were sitting there thinking oh, that's exactly what Southampton need. We see it go back to 2-1, Andre Gray gets a goal, and then we're saying, oh, it's all on for Southampton. Were they a little unlucky with the equaliser? Decoré handball
1: that wasn't seen by the referee? They were really unlucky. I mean, there was a few incidents in the game where I remember I I did the highlights today, Rob, and Mm. there was a few that the referee missed, I I think, for both sides. But the handball at the end Mm. has to be devastating for for Pellegrino and Southampton, The, the players the traveling fans and everybody watching it because that r- was really injustice. And we know that uh, VAR is coming in around European football, world football in the US as well and in, in Major League Soccer. And this was a situation where that would have fixed it. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a conversation for another day, mm-hmm. Rob, on, on the more details of it and whether, you know, we think it's going to work long term in the Premier League. But it was just, that's, that's, that's really poor. It, it clearly struck his hand um, it goes into the back of net, and we know now mm. that the referees will not allow, whether it's accidental or not, a, a goal to be scored with the hand. So, really but, harsh on, on Southampton.
2: Sticking VAR, VAR back in the cupboard where some will say it should belong. Mm. Let's talk about what that does, that draw does to Southampton, to Pellegrino, to the football club that is struggling, Rob. There's been talk about he could be the next manager to, to lose his, his job. Mm. I mean, you 2 0 up away from home, people. Regardless of whether Hamble or not, will say so you should be holding on to that. I mean, is he the next one? Really? Yes. The, the, the...
1: Yeah, I think he is going to be the next one. I, we talked about it a little bit today. The the downward spiral mm. and the and the malaise, yeah. and the pressure, and the, the vitriol, and the, the abuse that starts to happen at home games. It's so yeah. powerful, Rob. Mm. And it's all right for us to sit in a nice, warm studio yeah. and yeah. say, yeah, well, involved, I'll we? give him time. Yeah. You know, yeah. he, he can yeah. turn it around. First of all, there's no evidence, of course, from Pellegrino yeah. Yeah, we don't know, that he can. Do we? we don't, yeah. we don't yeah. know. He hasn't shown yeah. that at all, uh, of course, because he's so early into the job here. And when you're on this this downward malaise, Um, it's really hard to turn that around. Now, three points today, of course, would have been a big part of that, but he still would have been, you know, under scrutiny a little bit. So I think the people behind the scenes at Southampton will be checking out who's available, what managers out there could come in. They've done a very good job Mm. uh, in the most part of picking players and coaches for the Southampton um, I, I just, Do you, you think know.
2: before the window? Do you think that, obviously, somebody comes in, they're going to want to bring a couple of players and do things? On, on that basis, Rob, it's going to have to happen soon, maybe yeah. this week.
1: Yeah. Uh, for me, and I don't say this lightly, I would no. make a change. But, uh, and we know that there's a black box room at Southampton. Um, and And there's the next coach, the next players in all positions are in place. If that's true, and if there's a couple of coaches on that list, for me, I'd be contacting those guys to say, how about it? Because if you're available, we can make this change.
2: Yeah, momentum's big at football clubs. It's great when you're winning and wins keep coming, but it's also bad at the other end of the table where defeats keep coming on. So, with 16 games to play at the start of the day, every point's going to be vital at both ends of the table. There's one team in the Premier League who score more goals, get more points than we've ever seen before. That's Manchester City, and they are in a blockbuster against Liverpool tomorrow at Anfield, where goals are guaranteed against the two high-scoring teams in the league. Can Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool be the first team to beat Pep City? It's a Sunday fun day. It's Klopp versus Pep. We'll discuss when we get back. This is Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio.
0: All right, everyone present and accounted for. Let's get back to it. This is NBC Sports Radio.
1: Welcome back to The Two Robbies Football Show with me, Robbie Musto, and him, Robbie Earl. Now, Robbie, my friend, tomorrow there's two games in the Premier League. The early game is Bournemouth versus Arsenal. Yep. Uh, coverage starts at 7.30 a.m. It's an 8.30 a.m. Eastern time kickoff on NBCSN. And the later game, a game we, we want to preview now, yep. is Liverpool versus Manchester mm. City. It's 11 a.m. Eastern time kickoff off on NBCSN. And Liverpool have made some big moves in the transfer market, both in and out. Virgil van Dijk coming in. Mm. And Philippe Coutinho now going out. What's the net effect of that particular business? Well,
2: funny, I, I just wrote the same thing on my piece of paper. Put Liverpool plus Virgil Van Dijk minus Philippe Coutinho mm. equals not as good team, right? For me, let me tell you why you've lost your best player, but you're making your a
1: club. big improvement defensively. Well, you're improving,
2: right? but I think you're losing your best now. In big games, in big moments like we'll get tomorrow, I expect, and I've seen in the past, Philip Coutinho take them moments and do things. I'm not sure what Virgil Van Dyke will do in those moments. Tomorrow is a big indicator and it's not that his career is defined by it but it's an indicator of what they've bought and his effect on the rest of the back four because I'm looking for him not only how he does and does he win headers and tackles but how he worked with the back four because that's what Liverpool have needed Rob somebody back there who can be a general can be a leader can be a voice can get that back four up can can stop some of the mistakes
1: I think he's going to try and do that I think he's going to be that guy. Well, Jamie Carragher right. said,
2: hasn't he? And I know you talked about it. Jamie Carragher yeah. was, was, was a shout. We both played against him. He organised people. He got things sorted. He used to come off horse off a football field. I'm not sure he's quite that way, Van Dyke, but I but think he, he can communicate In and the interview
1: leader. that I saw between the two of them, Van Dyke mm-hmm. said, I'm a talker. I do Good. come off after speaking a lot. So you now whether he's going to give the correct uh, directions <laughs> and instructions with his teammate, but that's what Liverpool need. And... Set pieces for this particular game could be big. Yeah. He could make a big effect. Of course, in the FA Cup against Everton, um, he scored a winning goal in the Cop End at Anfield. That's a pretty mm. good start. Um, they will get better. And, it, and just when you think of Andrew Robertson yeah, looking pretty better. good, yeah. Van Dyke, Matip and Joe Gomez, yeah, all bad. of a sudden, I just think it looks a little better. But but I think we should go back to, to Coutinho yeah. and how they're going to replace that creativity because it's, the, Is it, it's well, that you, little bit of something mm. that he adds to the... To the to, mix that's so special,
2: but it's to the other players as well. It's not just what Coutinho does on the ball. He's an outstanding technical footballer why Barcelona paid the kind of money. But it's his intelligence, Rob. It's his movement, It's his link-up plates, his understanding of where to be
1: keeping you, the ball. Yeah, you don't just you don't just get that. And,
2: and I know we talked about Adam Lallana coming back to form. He's a wonderfully balanced and gifted footballer mm-hmm. when he's on his game. But he's not Coutinho.
1: He's not that guy. Can he? Can he? It is best? Can Adam Lallana be mm-hmm. a creative provider? Because when are not at the same level as Coutinho, Henderson's not. Not the same level for me, uh, but he can be that guy that's going to try and do that job. No, you put it in no, the face. Yeah, no, not, Navi not, Kater, not then okay, Nabi Cater. Okay, yeah, yeah, he he, he is a guy well, that's well, going to be box to box. He will make things happen. He'll yeah. make chances, uh, and, but again, very different to Philippe Coutinho. Mm. It's just that bit of class, that bit of patience on the ball which in some times might slow it down, Rob, because they're very, very quick to attack, yeah, very, very quick to try and make things happen. Coutinho sometimes just slowed it down a little bit, and I worry um, that that could be a problem.
2: Yeah, that little bit of control that, that he had. But let's talk about Manchester City. Absolutely flying at the top of the table, Rob. 64 goals, 62 points. I mean... Do they come at Anfield and have to fear Liverpool? Do they just... I, I heard Jurgen Klopp say... Uh, I heard um, Pep Guardiola say something I thought was really interesting in, in his uh, press conference before the game. He said, what I want most of my teams is wherever we go, we retain our personality. I thought it was so strong. It's total yeah. Well, that's what he's going to do. He's just going to play the football they play. Regardless of whether you're parking the bus, whether you're trying to squeezing whether you're doing a, a semi press and, and holding off he wants the same football week in week out with the same strategy
1: all i would say is that that liverpool away with a with a, a flat out liverpool yeah. that back four, heavy metal football yeah and that's what's going to be i believe pep has to have his best defending players on the ball for for, mm. for football that he's got if he plays danilo uh, uh, Mangala, Ottomendi and Walker, they're going to have a problem playing out. If it's Stones, Otamendi, then, uh, yeah, talking. and Delph, yeah. then it's just important it's because slower. they are going to get pressed and, and players that are better on the ball will be mm. able to play around that press a lot more effectively. And then you've got you know the front six at the moment. That's mm. so stunning for them. And just in terms of matchups and things to watch out for for listeners now, Sterling and, and Leroy Sane. I think will play in the wide areas. Yeah. We know, and we'll show again tomorrow with some mm. analysis that they desperately try and get in behind almost every single attack. Now the fullbacks for Liverpool, wherever it might be, if it's going to be Young Robertson and Young Joe Gomez, in my opinion those two players and how they play and how they track the runs and don't allow those two wide players that are so critical for City to get in behind could be the absolute keys to this match.
2: But isn't the problem that at times if they are being marked and they do a good job, then they start coming inside, the two wide players, and the full backs go out there. So it might be Delphi who sits higher and he sits I, I, on Carl Walker on the other side. But I'm
1: okay with them them having the, the ball and crossing boards in. You can't let Sterling and Sane play those or receive those passes in behind. A Apart from a lot of other things of midfield, City that could dominate a little and, bit, yeah. uh, and, and what Liverpool can do when they have the ball going forward with the pace of Salah and Sadio Mane. It's, you know, it's, brilliant, it's a brilliant, brilliant match it's, it's a brilliant matchup. but I just
2: think Liverpool might have something for them. I think they might have something waiting for them at Anfield. Just the way they play. So how, I think a couple they gonna, of times they, they might sit off. They, you say, talked about our defence. It might be a little bit of confidence. We can counter-attack. We can hit those spaces in full-backs get Stones, get Otamendi one-on-one down the side. They've got pace, they've got movement. Listen, great game to look forward to. I'm certainly not going to say Liverpool go there and, and go into the game as favourites, but
1: i tell do you what, you, they can do, trouble them. So, so, you, I think this is the biggest a, test. If there's a winner... I think this is the biggest test for Man City all season. I, I, I don't disagree with that, but I think we've seen so far in a big test that City find a way to, to get the victory. Find and I think finds they will. And I think they will with their best team. Uh, tomorrow at Anfield. Football finds a way. Does
2: Arsenal Football Club and Arsene Wenger find a way to get Alexis Sanchez into the first 11, or is
1: Alexis gone? I think he will play. He didn't start in the last game. No, he was subbed, uh, came on. Came he on, he on in the semi-final yet. of the, uh, the the League Cup. Is he staying, uh, Rob, through this window? No, he's not staying. He's not staying for me. So which
2: of the Manchester clubs does City. he do? He, he goes to City. I think
1: he's going to say to the football club, Alexis... Um, Listen, I don't want to go to Manchester United. I know they're offering you more, but forget about it. I want to go to Manchester oh. City, and you either let me go for free in the summer, because City mm. quite rightly have said, hang on a minute, we're not going to pay £35 million, like almost $50 million. Yeah. Well, we can get this player for free in the summer. Forget about United. I want to go. And I think Arsenal, at the end of the window, will say, OK, Man City, show us your £25 million or whatever it's going to take, because we don't want to let him go for free in a few months' time.
2: And it's an interesting one because you know Alexis Sanchez, from a personal point of view, Rob, it's probably better to wait till the summit. Probably gets more money himself yeah. financially. Does he wait? Does, he want, to to I've, I've does he want to talk about your medal? As things change at Manchester City with Jesus not being as bad as maybe we thought, or, or Man City, maybe
1: thinking, mm,
2: well, let's just wait and see. Uh,
1: another reason why they shouldn't have to pay big money for yeah, Alexis. but but
2: does Manchester United then say we can't afford Alexis Sanchez to go into Manchester and make them even better. Does Jose Mourinho, with the big club and with what Manchester United do, what he's building, say, come on, come on, Alexis, in you come. We, we, we'll, we'll give them a good Give gap me a money.
1: percentage chance that, that Jose persuades Alexis Sanchez, say, you know what, United's the team for you. Because I have no question he'll make it work. Percentage chance he goes to United? 40%. 40%? 40%. Jose
2: um, Mourinho. This is a massive football club, Rob. He's Chilean... People have grown up with Manchester United winning. Jose Mourinho can knows tell you we...
1: He knows Pep. He embraced the the, the, uh, the football. 20% he goes United for me. Terrible percentage by
2: Robbie Mustard. <laughs> that just leaves us time for tweet of the day. And that goes to Jell. We had so many great tweets today. But Gell, who tweeted us about Harry Kane, said he isn't worth um, buying for 200 million because you've got to find a replacement. And there isn't one for that kind of money. And Kane wants to be a Premier League legend at Spurs anyway. He's not... Interested in being a test myself in Spain kind of guy. So, Gel, make sure your direct message is your address, and we'll get a two Robbie Scott to you in the post in the next couple of days. So, on a day when Spurs and West Ham grab four. Chelsea can't buy a goal right now and we're guaranteed goals at Anfield tomorrow when the two high-scoring teams face off. Remember, for more debate, discussion and often disagreements, make sure you subscribe to Apple Podcasts to download the Two Robbies show. And if you like what you hear, please review the shows and more importantly, let us know what team you support and why you love that particular team. And we'll read out the best couple of responses on our next Premier League podcast. And finally, from me, thanks to all the good folk at Culver City. We really appreciate all your hard
1: work and efforts. Yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening to the show. And let us know your thoughts through social media. Look out for Two Robbies podcast after tomorrow's big games in the Premier League. And we'll be returning here next Saturday, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, to go through more England's Premier League massive stories. So until then, it's good night from me. And good night from him. Good night.